NBC's This Is Us is an extremely popular primetime television show that steals tears from eyelids around the world. The executive producer of this show is Charles Gogolak. This name may not mean anything to you now, but Charles Gogolak is the son of Charlie Gogolak, the kicker in the highest scoring game in NFL history. And maybe even the coolest thing is, he got to play in this game, the highest scoring game in NFL history, against his brother. Welcome to the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. Your host is Arnie Chapman. Football is his passion, and he wants you to come along with him to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board his DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. Great Scott. This time as we step off our DeLorean, the date is November 19th. 2018 and we are in Los Angeles, California at the LA Memorial Coliseum. We are here to witness the high scoring shootout type of affair between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams. That happened to be last year's two of the teams out of the four in the conference championships. So I would say that these were two teams that definitely had a winning edge. This happened to also be the highest scoring game in Monday night football history. There were four lead changes in the fourth quarter, but with a minute and 49 seconds to go, Jared Goff, the quarterback of the LA Rams, tossed a 40-yard pass to Gerald Everett down the sidelines, tiptoeing along to take the lead, 53-51. to Then, of course, we kicked the extra point, so it's 54-51. to This is the first time that teams would ever both reach above the 50-burger mark. And we had, at the time, almost two minutes left, though, right? A minute and 49 seconds to go. Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, you could feel the tension in the stands. The reason why is because this is way too much time to give the MVP. Well, not at the time. He wasn't the MVP, but he would ultimately become the MVP of the league. Now, you cannot write this story. 54-51 put the ball in the hands of the guy who had over 50 touchdowns last year. It didn't start off. Down to the wire. Two incomplete passes. But then on third and 10, a minute, 35 seconds still to go. Mahomes as QB, the MVP in this high-scoring affair. He launches the ball down the sideline to Tyreek the Freak Hill. First and 10, past midfield. You just got to get the ball to the 35-yard line for a shot. Just a little bit further. 14, 12 yards, something like that. But even if it wasn't quite there, you still have a shot. Kick a field goal, take it into overtime maybe, and then have a chance to have the highest score game in NFL history. Mahomes, play actions, goes deep, but is picked off. Marcus Peter, the ex-Kansas City Chiefs player who just was wanting to get some redemption. He saves the game for L.A. in his biggest regular season game of the year. Not just his biggest regular season game of the year, but the entire league's biggest regular season of the game of the year. Sweet redemption for this cast off from the Kansas City Chiefs. But wait a second. It was not over. Casey gets the ball back with a timeout, basically a minute to go. Now, during this game, the announcers are talking about how, man, they shouldn't be so aggressive. You're giving them the ball back now with a timeout? Why'd you pass the ball? Why not just run the clock down? But it goes to show you, 
QBs rule the roost. And the best quarterback in the league at the time, Patrick Mahomes, man, he's getting the ball back at the end of the game. And this best quarterback in the league, MVP Patrick Mahomes, he rolls out, he tosses the ball 60 yards down the field, and it's about to get a... Well, it was an interception. Game's over. Game is finally over. Four lead changes in fourth quarter. There's got so many points on the board. A fantasy football galore type of game in the final stat line for Patrick Mahomes. 478 passing yards for six touchdowns. Jared Goff threw for 413 yards and four touchdowns. And oh yeah, he ran one in for good measure. So you're talking 11 touchdowns between these two guys. But the crazy thing is, this was only the third highest scoring game in NFL history. Not the first, not the highest. Sure, it was the first time that both teams broke the 50-burger mark, but it was not the second nor the first highest scoring game in NFL history. And I included a link to the highlights of this crazy game in the show notes for you, which, by the way, you can get to the show notes through your podcast player of choice or by heading to thefootballhistorydude.com. Again, head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com. And also, I ask that you subscribe for free to this show by mashing that little subscribe button on your podcast player of choice. That way you get the hottest, freshest off the press episodes well each and every week. But getting back to the high-scoring, point-flinging kind of games. Now, like I said, that was only the third highest scoring game in NFL history. The second highest scoring game in NFL history came to 2004, November 24th. The Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals, another highest scoring fair. The Bengals won that one 58-48. to Remember, no other time did an NFL game have it where there were two teams that scored over the 50-burger mark. We're talking another fantasy football feast, you know? It's just crazy points on the game. You got so many points off the fly, and you got the pass, the run, everything, you know? And another game that comes to mind recently that was a fantasy football galore type of feast, and sit down and just collect your winnings and assume that your opponent, don't even bother showing up today, was the New York Giants going down to New Orleans. We have to go way, way back to be able to see when the highest scoring total points game in NFL history was. I'm talking another time. Another league. Not quite another league, but times were different at this point in time. To get to the true highest scoring game in NFL history, we're going to go all the way back. Let's fire that DeLorean up to November 27th, 1966. And we're heading to Washington, D.C. at the District of Columbia Stadium for the highest game ever. If that year seems familiar to you, man, this is some crazy timing because we're talking about the first year of the AFL-NFL merger. The first year, which was two months before the first Super Bowl. Now, granted, it was not called the Super Bowl at that time, but two months before the first Super Bowl would be the highest scoring game in NFL history. The Washington Redskins would beat the New York Giants 72, yes, 72 to 41 for an overall combined of nine different touchdowns going for 30 yards or more. That is a lot of wind sprints. And you need some Michigan tanks on the sidelines with some Gatorades and all sorts of other things because cramps shall arise. Except it was cold. I mean, so it wasn't as bad. Then again, that's when it creeps out beyond the most. You be in the pool. You be in the cold. You're like, ah, I feel good. I'm not that bad. And I got my calf you know, locked up on me and stuff. And 
that's the type of game it was. Because like I said, sprints up and down the field for 16 total touchdowns. 10 by Washington and 6 by the Giants. And I'm telling you what, fantasy football was invented in 1962, four years previously. So this must have been a great time to own some of these players on the team, right? Well, let's just not get ahead of ourselves. Let's back this thing up a little bit and break it down. The winning quarterback for the Washington Redskins, Sonny Jurgensen. This dude only threw for 145 passing yards and three touchdowns. So depending on your scoring format, that's only 17.8 fantasy points. We're talking not even close to the 50 points or so scored by Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, here last year in the 2018's best highest scoring game in NFL Monday Night History. The crazy thing is, Charlie Gogolak, the dude we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, son, wait, no, father of Charles Gogolak, the executive producer for This Is Us TV show, he scored 12 points. Now, depending on the scoring format, sure, he scored more. But 12 points when you're quarterback for the winning team that scored 72 points in the biggest, highest scoring game in NFL history only scored 5.8 more fantasy points. <laughs> Something's not adding up here, right? But speaking of the kicker, why even kick the field goal? I mean, you're already up 69 to 41. Well, what's the deal here? Now, funny you ask. Because, well, you didn't ask, did you? I'm telling you, that's what's going on here. Tom Kennedy, he was a young quarterback for the Giants, and he only had seven seconds left on the clock. Game's over, obviously. You're not going to score 30 points, basically, in seven seconds. But you still got to get him out there. Go ahead, Rook. You know, I don't know if he was a rookie, but young guy, get out there. Get Get a couple things in. And Kennedy, seven seconds left. He thought it was third down. So he threw the ball out of the bounds to give his team another chance, you know, for another play, maybe a Hail Mary or such, even though you find out that really you would never made it for a Hail Mary. And he had a horrible showing. And let's just say this was the cherry on the top of the cake because it was actually fourth down, turnover on downs, and the Redskins get the ball at the 23-yard line. So in Bill Belichick's Circus Spygate style, the coach of the Redskins at the time, Mr. Otto Graham, yeah, that dude, you know, 10 championship <laughs> appearances and all, he sends Charlie Gogolak, the kicker, out for the field goal. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, why don't you just clock this thing, man? Like I said, Bill Belichick, after Spygate, he weren't too happy about things and he would run the clock up. But Otto Graham would say uh, it was because he missed two field goals in the previous week and he needed some practice. Later, he would end up joking that, it was a defensive struggle that game. And so, well, got a little bit of a humor there. And a side note regarding kicks, though, even though this wasn't really any relevance to the game whatsoever, this happened to happen before. They, they, they have nets in the stadium now, right? You kick the ball, the nets go up, and boom, you get it. And it comes down, the little ball boy catches it and carries it on and such. Back then, they didn't have nets in all the stadiums. I don't even know if they had them in any stadiums at this point in time. So according to the newspapers, 14 of the balls ended up in the stands, 13 from extra points, and one from Brig Owens, and when he heaved it into the crowd after he returned a fumble 62 yards. So if you're adding it up, each ball at the time had a value of $22.50, meaning the Redskins were out $315 total. Let's not get carried away here, $315, thinking that's well worth the price tag when you consider this as the highest scoring game in NFL history and they happen to be on the victory side and 
I'd prefer to be on the victory side myself, but for sure. Giants, 72-41. Not too cool to go back to New York City and have to deal with that. That brings us full circle, though. I talked about how this would be a fantasy player's dream, and we just go ahead and play this game and don't even play the rest, because I got the victory, right? Well, like I said, not necessarily the case. Not an offense, at least. I mean, there were a couple players that had a great game, and most of the offensive touchdowns, though, they were spread out over multiple players. For the Redskins, at least, A.D. Whitfield had 74 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns and adding a five-yard reception for a touchdown, so he had a very good game. Also for the Redskins, Charlie Taylor had six catches for 124 yards and two touchdowns, which accounted for 85.5% of the team's total passing yards. Now, just, I'm thinking to myself, why don't you just double-team that dude? What's wrong with you? However, there's a lot of things that were going on in this game that was not good for the New York Giants. And ultimately, the Redskins' defense, though, as far as fantasy football goes, they took the cake, meaning they had a lot more points than the rest of the defenses in the league at the time. We mentioned Brig Owens, how he had that 62-yard fumble recovery. Well, oh yeah, he also had a 62-yard interception return for a touchdown, so it was destined to be his day. And maybe he played those numbers a little bit later in the lotto, 62-62. I don't know how that works and everything, but that's kind of very rare odd to have two that long return touchdowns for the same yardage. I have no idea if that's ever happened in NFL history besides this, but I would imagine, hey, it's the highest scoring game in NFL history. Why not have another interesting fact to throw onto the pile and throw onto the heap there? All in all, the Redskins defense had five interceptions and three return touchdowns. The other one was a punt return by Ricky Harris. Now, I don't know how many sacks and such because it didn't look at all that and everything, but needless to say, a day the Giants want to forget. It didn't look horrible at the beginning, though. The game started off with a touchdown by Redskins, and that happens. The Giants, however, they blocked the extra kick. So we're like, extra point block, we're doing all right. We're going to be okay. And at the end of the game, yeah, that was not such the case because that same kicker who had his point extra blocked, <laughs> we're talking kicking that field goal, making it 72 to 41. Not so good. And I would have even given the kicker a break, Charlie Gogolak, because he was a rookie, you know, a rookie out of Princeton. And at first, this may seem insignificant. However, I assure you, there's a crazy connection to all of this. Charlie Gogolak was the sixth overall pick by the Washington Redskins in the 1966 draft. This happened to be the last draft before the AFL NFL would merge and draft together. This was the first time a kicker was drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. And oh yeah, if the Gogolak name rings a bell, there was another event that happened in 1966 that was extremely significant to the NFL. Remember when I talked about Pete Gogolak, the kicker from the Buffalo Bills that decided to jump ship to the New York Giants, causing this crazy tension ultimately leading to the merger? Oh yeah, you guessed it. These Gogolak kickers were brothers. They were born in Hungary. And these brothers would flee Hungary with their family during the Hungarian Revolution in 1956. The lasting legacy of the Gogolak brothers who squared off in the highest scoring game in NFL history came down to being the pioneers of the modern place-kicking motion which is still used today, leaving a mark on the league that lasted for more than 50 years.
I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Football History Dude and were able to gain some gridiron knowledge nuggets about the crazy game that was the highest scoring game in the NFL's 99 season history. As we are now technically in the 100th season of the NFL after the kickoff of the Hall of Fame game, next week I'm going to take you to the Hall for a brief moment so you can experience a little recap of the 2019 Hall of Fame enshrinement weekend. But for now, dudes, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Football History Dude. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and more information on the history of the NFL. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.